0: Romans 5, the portion is verse 2, and we'll read verses 1 and 2 to get the context a little bit more. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So, uh, flowing out of the first four chapters, in which being made right with God, being made righteous before God, having the righteousness that is from God, comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That the Lord himself, Uh, became the son of David, that it was the son of God who became the son of David, that he might be exhibited as a propitiation, as one who is equal to uh, the wrath that is due uh, to man for uh, violating and defending against God's glory. Uh, And now, uh, instead of Uh, Falling short of the glory of God and being as guilty as God is glorious, because it is through Jesus that we have peace with God, we may look forward to having joy that is as great as God is glorious. So we'll, we'll we'll no longer be as guilty as God is glorious, but we are already as righteous as God is glorious, because we are righteous in Jesus. And we will be as joyous uh, as God is glorious. Jesus' joy will be in us, and it will increase forever. Uh, We will uh, will never finish the um, enjoyment of God, or even the increase of the enjoyment of God. So we've already seen in verse 1 that justification brings us into a condition of peace with God. And that justification brings us into a condition of servitude because that peace is now through a Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. But here we see in verse 2, it also brings us into a a condition of strength, a condition of joy, and a condition of hope. First, a condition of strength through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now, the word in the in the verse is grace. It brings us into a condition of grace. Uh, but the word grace can be used in many different ways. For instance, it can be used uh, especially for blessing for those who have uh, or deserve only curse. But in this case, it is a grace in which or by which we stand. How is it that the believer can stand, can continue, uh, can stand up to all of the difficulties of life, uh, all of the opposition of his remaining sin, all of the opposition of the world, all the opposition of the devil himself? How is it that we can stand? You remember in Ephesians chapter 6, as he's leading into uh, the... um, Discussion of the spiritual warfare that it's not just that we are light uh, over against darkness and uh, as he had begun in Ephesians chapter 5 to say, but then in Ephesians chapter 6 he's talking about being in the actual battle that the darkness and the powers of darkness uh, are at war with us and he keeps saying stand, stand stand, how do you stand? well you stand by the power of God using the armor of God. And here he describes that standing by the power of God, using the armor of God, that God has given us particular means to employ and trust him that he is using to keep us standing. He describes that as the grace, this grace, not just the grace, this grace in which we stand. So Jesus is not only the one through whom we have peace with God, but if you've been justified by faith in Jesus Christ, and if through Jesus Christ you have peace with God, then through him also you have access by that faith into this grace in which we stand. So the mechanism for being strong to stand in the Christian life against the world and the flesh and the devil is the same as the mechanism. By which we have been declared righteous by God, it is through it is through faith in Jesus Christ, resting upon him, not stirring up strength from within ourselves, but finding even from him the resolution to stand, and then from him also the strength to stand and this is a this is a position of great strength yeah you know, a Uh, A baby uh, eagle uh, in the eagle's nest, way up high, where nothing else can touch it, It is in itself very weak. But it is in its position very strong, unassailable. (coughs) The enemies of the eagle (coughs) cannot get that baby because it is in the nest. It is held up. the nest. Well, if you are resting upon Jesus Christ, if he has given you faith to rest upon him, you are held up by Jesus Christ, and your strength is unassailable. It is by his grace that we stand. His grace is sufficient for us. His strength is made perfect in weakness. So we ourselves are still weak, but we are in a condition of strength by faith in Jesus Christ. So that's the first part. Through him also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, a condition of strength, and then a condition of joy. And we rejoice. So through him, we not only have access by faith into grace, but through him we rejoice. Jesus doesn't make us servants, and make him, uh, doesn't only make us servants and make himself our strength, For that service, Jesus makes us happy in his service. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we rejoice. If you are the servant of Christ, if you are the slave of Christ, uh, there uh, there are three possibilities. Well, one is an impossibility, but many people who think that they are slaves of Christ go around miserable that they have to obey him. That person is not a slave of Christ. He's a slave of his sin. He's a slave of his sin with his conscience pricked uh, by the word of God. But if you go around thinking, oh, I can't believe I have to obey Jesus. It's so miserable to, uh, to have to obey Jesus. Why can't I just do what I want? Why can't I just please my flesh? Why can't I be in charge? Why can't I have more stuff? why can't I have more people who like me? Why can't things just be easier for me? Then, obviously, you're not rejoicing. And the reason you're not rejoicing in that case is that the Lord Jesus Christ is not actually your Lord and Savior. Uh, Your master is still sin uh, if you go through life that way. Now, there is a possibility of being saved, but having such a big view uh or too much focus on yourself, you your mind is always stuck on and obsessed with the things that are in Romans chapter 7. So, oh, I wish I could obey Jesus, but I can't obey Jesus, and I'm too weak, and I'm always sinning, and the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I hate, I do, uh, and... Your whole life is not thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. At the end of the chapter, your whole life is the previous phrase. Who will save me from the body of this death? Now, you're thinking that way because you do have these right new desires from your new nature. Uh, but you have to grow uh, in the uh, the gracious experience of what it is to be a Christian. Because what it is to be a Christian is to say, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Is to say, I have peace with God. I have a Lord, I have a master, Jesus Christ. Sin is no longer my master. Even if it seems to be, I can say, nope, it's not. I know of a theological certainty that it isn't. So even if it feels like there is a law in my members that I have to obey it, uh, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Uh, And by the spirit of Jesus, I'm going to put to death these deeds of the body. They cannot defeat me because Jesus has already won the decisive battle. And so having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice. The condition that Jesus brings us into should be a condition of joy. So even in the midst of the battle, even when the battle is going poorly, even when the battle suggests the question, who will save me from the body of this death? If I have peace, if I am justified by faith, I have the answer ready in my hand. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is therefore now no condemnation, beginning of Romans 8. There can be no separation between me and the love of God, end of Romans 8, because he is working all things for the good that is to be conformed to the image of his Son. you Don't separate verse 28 from like verses 29 to 31. Uh, All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. What's the purpose? Well, as he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And in order to conform us to the image of his Son, he justifies and will most certainly so that it's even said in past tense, glorify us. And so... Being justified through faith brings us into a condition of joy because it brings us into a condition, in the last place, of hope. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. (coughs) So, yes, we're going to get to rejoicing in uh, and glorying in, actually, (coughs) verse 3, our tribulations or rejoicing in tribulations Uh, as uh, James chapter 1 teaches. Um, But before we talk about rejoicing in the present, uh, we have to remember that Christians are ones who live in heaven and live in the future. Uh, We live by faith. So we live with a certainty about things that are not yet and not seen. Uh, Not yet in the future, not seen in heaven, uh, but no less certain. For the fact that they are not seen. No less certain. For the fact that they are not yet. So we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This word that's translated hope is not a wishful desire. Although most people in English use the word, uh, in our day, use that English word like that, right? I hope that this, I hope that that, when they say that, they don't mean... I am absolutely certain, even though that it hasn't happened yet, that this is what's going to happen. But that's what the that's what the word that's being translated hope in our um, English Bibles. That's what that word means. So we rejoice in the certainty that although I cannot yet see His glory and do not glorify Him like I ought to, and am myself not glorified like I will be when I am fo- finally and fully conformed to the image of His Son. I am so absolutely certain that all those things uh, are um, are future fact that I rejoice in them now. I can be happy about them now. I can respond to the reality of them now. And what's the biggest response of course it's joy. So a condition of strength, a condition of joy and a condition of hope. Uh it's not just a theological uh legal Uh, calculation. If we have been justified by faith we are brought into this wonderful condition Uh, both of peace and of servitude like we've heard in the last two weeks but then this week Lord willing uh, as we will hear into a condition of strength a condition of joy and a condition of hope. Uh, And if we do not feel the strongness the strength or the joyousness, or the hopefulness uh, of the condition that we are in, it is because we still need the Spirit to work out more in us the truth that He tells us in His Word. And He uses our reading and our reflecting upon His Word to work it out in us. So let's pray and ask Him to bless to us this study time, and that He would help us be as the Bible commands us to be, those who meditate upon his word, who keep this in mind. He's brought me into a condition of joy. He's brought me into a condition of strength. He's brought me into a condition of hope. Uh, And remembering all those different passages that we are pulling together to produce the strength and joy and hope in us. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that when we rest upon you, we are infinitely more unassailable, Than eagle chicks in the nest. And so we pray for the help of your Spirit, applying to us uh, through your word uh, your own uh, righteousness, your own resurrection power and life, uh, your own joy, uh, your own uh, hope. We pray that you would make us to live as a joyous and hopeful and strong people, that we would stand by your grace. And we thank you for the way you designed it so that we wouldn't just begin our Christian life with a resting upon you, but that this resting upon you would be the mechanism of our entire life. How sweet, O Lord, that you would make us have to live in fellowship with you by faith in you. Grant by your Spirit that we would do so, we ask, in your own name. Amen.